And very excited to start off the show tonight, being joined by a member of the 1986 world champion New York Mets, and it is Tim Tuffle uh, hey, joins us here. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. How what are you, day. Tim? Excitement around here. Yes. Got a little uh, buzz, obviously, with these Subway Series games. And uh, how about, you know, for you, uh, how you been lately? Everything been all right? Been great. Been great. It's, it's great to be back here. I uh, was here last night watching the game. Unfortunately, the Mets came up a little short, but uh, today's a different day. But I've uh, been bouncing around quite a bit. I'm the roving infield instructor for the Mets, so I uh, take care of all the infielders in the minor leagues from AAA all the way down to the DR and and uh, some teams in Florida, the uh, Gulf Coast League, uh, Binghamton Mets, you know, you name it, Brooklyn. I take care of all the infielders. And Mets fans certainly familiar at this point with Pete Alonzo, who's a great start to the season at AA Binghamton there at first base. Uh, and he is someone that you've had a chance to spend some time with over the years? He's uh, really developing into a, a big league first baseman, so uh, he's playing well over there. Uh, all the reports I'm getting is that uh, he's still working hard. He, he's a hard worker, blue-collar kind of guy, and grinds it out and uh, – um, you know, he's being rewarded for all his hard work right now. Offensively, he's just putting up some serious numbers. And, uh, you know, he's got to be a guy that's uh, going to be in consideration probably uh, later on in the year. Yeah, an exciting uh, bat for the Mets in the system right now as uh, we chat with Tim Tuffle. How about the, the Subway Series? This is one thing you never got to experience as a player. Do you, do you wish you had a chance to take part in this? Yeah, it's exciting. You know, as a coach, it was exciting. Uh, but as a player, it must be doubly exciting, you know. You, like, you know, you see the fans around here. They're coming off the subway right now as we're sitting out here. And they're walking in here, and you got all the different uh, jerseys on. you got the Yankees or the Mets jerseys. And, uh, you know, everybody uh, goes to either Yankee Stadium or here, and uh, they're not afraid to, uh, to root for their team. So it's, uh, it's quite an, an exciting venue every year. You know, from a, a player's perspective, from a baseball perspective, Mets, Yankees, an interleague game. Technically, it doesn't mean as much, but it means so much to the fans. Yeah. How much do you get a feel for that? Uh, when you're out there on the field well you do and you know you, you're, it's just pride you know we play in the same town and uh of course uh you know we we, we watch each other play all year long uh, uh and and you want to you know you want to you want to do well in front of the new york fans i mean you, you know the crowd is you know you got forty-two thousand people here and probably half and half uh are, are met yankee fans and uh you know you want to play well against the Yankees if you're a Met and vice versa. So it's uh, it's just one of those, uh, you know, New York City pride things. How much would you hear about it, let's say, when you were the third base coach of the Mets, if you, you won some games of the Subway Series or, or lost a series in a given year and, uh, you know, the coffee shops, wherever it might be afterwards? Yeah, you know, losing to the Yankees is like losing a playoff game, you know, and, and you just look, look at it that way because uh, – you know, you're going to hear it in your in your back home community. You know, I grew up in in Connecticut, and you you hear the you hear the verbiage going back and forth to, about uh, you know how the game went, what what went wrong, why didn't you beat the Yankees? Uh, you know, I'm a Yankee fan. You didn't play so well last night. You know, you just hear it. It's just one of those uh, talking points that you that you uh, you live with if you grew up in the area here. And we're talking again with Tim Tuffle, a uh, member of the '86 World Champion New York Mets. Yeah, let's hear it for Thank him. you. And uh, we'll, we'll get to 86, but uh, how about the current squad? You were able to watch them last night. It's been a rough go of it, a 4-1 loss, and it just kind of feels like the same game over and over for this team as they look to get the offense going. Yeah. Have you experienced, I guess the, there must be some kind of pressure and build up game after game when you're trying to get some runs up on the board. Yeah, once it starts, you know, hitting is contagious, and, uh, you know, these guys have – on the back of their baseball cards, they've been successful. Uh, you know, right now they're they're just not they're grinding. You know, they're trying to they're trying to get uh, things going collectively. And uh, I think once once it starts happening again, like it did in the beginning of the year, where you get those timely hits and 
you get some things happening your way, some line drives that are falling, and uh, all of a sudden uh, the team starts clicking again and uh, things go your way. Right, right now it's just not going your way. Uh, you know, last night's game was, was, was uh, typical the last week, I guess, and it's been a struggle. And you can, you can kind of feel it and you can kind of see it on the field and you're just waiting for that one big hit, you know, and, and that might be the, the hit that turns, turns the uh, page for what has happened in the past here. As a coach or a manager, is there a way – to try to force <laughs> that one big hit, uh, that one big moment, or you just got to kind of sit it, back? It's going to just happen, you know, and, and you know, you, you're going to have guys that go through slumps and go through tough times, and then all of a sudden they find it again. They, they ha like I said, they have a track record, so they're going to find it. It's just a matter of can they find it collectively? Can they, can they get it rolling? Uh, right now, you know, when, when, when one through eight is not doing it, it's just, it's just a lot tougher, you know, and, and Cabrera was hot early in the mm -hmm. air and was doing a – Having a, having a great start and so forth and, and doing a nice job and then injuries started taking over and so it's just the, it's just the way baseball goes it's a long season you got to grind it out um, you got to you know wait for it wait for that uh, that magical moment we're hoping it, it happened in this series where you know maybe this would spur them on and, and uh, things would start clicking and we'll see tonight you know it, it only takes one game sometimes to turn things around, and all of a sudden you're heading in the right direction. Yeah, that's what the Mets have been looking for tonight. Steven Matz on the hill against Domingo Herman for the New York Yankees uh, on this evening. You know, the Mets, they're not a stranger to some offensive doldrums. I mean, think back to 2015, right. injuries, May and June, that team didn't hit much and then made the acquisitions in July. Is there anything, I, I think people, you know, try to compare one to the other because we know what happened eventually there in 2015. Can you compare you know, these slumps that the team's going well, through? Well, it's, it's, like, it's like early on in the season. You know, uh, I'm going to bring up Cabrera again because he was hot. He was, yeah. was kind of carrying things. And, um, uh, you know, we had Murphy get, get hot as, as all get out at the end of, the, of that year. So, um, and he carried us. And then uh, Cespedes was, was clicking. And then Murphy carried us through the playoffs in the World Series. Mm -hmm. And it's just sometimes, you know, some guys – get hot at the right time and guys get on base you know you got Nimmo in this line up here he gets on base quite a bit and it's just a couple big hits away and the next thing you know you're on a roll again so um you know in, in 15 we just hung in there we hung around 500 um and then you know August hit and we I think we won 17 out of 24 games or so it was uh, something crazy yeah. and uh next thing you know we're we you know we're over 500 we're in the playoffs we're, we're playing uh you know, we're, we're playing, and then all of a sudden, Murph gets hot, and we're clicking, and uh, pitching was good, and everything, defense was fine, and, you know, the team was rolling. I think, uh, you know, you look at it as a collective um, event tonight where, you know, you're hoping that uh, all of a sudden, you know, the guys who are, are in the lineup all of a sudden are starting to get their hits and starting to get their walks, starting to have things happen their way, and uh, we're just waiting for that moment to happen. You know, when you're going through these slumps, it's tough, man. It, I can tell you one thing. It's tough coming to the ballpark because – you're you're hoping today's the day yeah. and uh when it doesn't happen you go back and you you regroup i know one thing uh uh pat rustler's got these guys down in the cage working and, and hitting and uh and trying to figure it out and trying to feel good and sometimes it's a mind thing and uh you know once you once you get a couple hits all of a sudden you feel a whole lot better Did you stay close with some of the guys you coached in recent years yeah i stop in once in a while and just say hello to them i pop my head in there i don't stick around too long you know the coaching staff is, does a fine job here, and they're, they're on it. So, I, you know, it's more of a, you know, we see them in spring training. We work with them and, and do some things with them in spring training. Uh, we, we've been, I've been in some of these players' lives since they've been, you know, 16, 17 years old. So, um, you know, so it's, it's just nice to get together with them and see how they're doing and, and encourage them, you know, and say, hey, man, 
could be, tonight could be the night. Mm -hmm. And talking again with Tim Tuffle, minor league instructor for the match, and of course, uh, remember the 86 world champs. Does that ever get old? No, it doesn't get old. 86 <laughs> world champs. <laughs> Anytime you got you, the ring on? Yeah, anytime you get you can get a ring, man. It's 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 a special thing. As as Met fans know, there's, there's only been two times. So uh, we we had some couple National League championship rings, but uh, the World Series is they're, they're tough to get, and the, the game's getting tougher and tougher. Teams are uh, teams are are, uh, are are building their teams in different ways now, and uh, there's more consistency, and uh, it's getting it's getting tough. Look at the rebound of the Phillies in Atlanta this year. Sure. How quickly they rebounded. Uh, they, you know, we thought maybe Atlanta and Phillies would take a lot longer to rebuild, but they built, they built up pretty quick, and uh, now they're uh, formidable teams. And, uh, you know, we're, we're a formidable team. We just got to show it. We just got to get out there and do it. You know, one way that 86 team was uh, a little ahead of the curve, Davey Johnson, use of platoons, of course, did it in center field, Lenny Dykstra, Mookie Wilson, and, and you were with uh, Wally Backman there at second base. Right. How was it tough as a player who had been an everyday guy to – to go into that role, how accepting of it were you when Davey pitched it to you? Well, it, it was one of those things that came into spring training, and they, uh, you know, they said, "Hey, you're fighting for second base." But in reality, I think Davey knew what he was going to do with the platoon situation. So I was more of a right-handed bat. You got to remember back then, uh, St. Louis Cardinals had a ton of left-handed pitching, and that was uh, that was the best team in our league. That's the team we had to beat, and uh, we didn't have any wild cards or anything like that. So you got to win. You got to win your division. And uh, so, with that being said. Uh, you know, they were looking to beef up the right-handed hitters against left-handed pitching, do some damage against those guys. That's why they brought me in. Is there a moment in particular in that run that sticks with you? Yeah. Um, I had a, I had a three-run homer against John Tudor down in, in St. Louis, and uh, that was a difference in the game. And that, that kind of, like, solidified that that's why they brought me here. You know, that was one of the reasons uh, uh, to kind of to take on the St. Louis Cardinals a little bit tougher. And, you know, they had a very good team back then, and uh, we, had to, we had to find a way to beat them. We're talking again with Tim Tuffle. So years ago, I had a chance to read Jeff Perlman's The Bad Guys Won. Okay. You weren't one of the bad guys there. But, uh, you know, one of the stories in there was about a, a ball that you signed that caused some strife. Is that? Uh, Did not read the book. Point? so. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so the, the story is that you, you signed the ball and uh, some woman's husband is angry about this ball that signed and thinks that, you're having an affair oh, with the wife. Do you know this story? I, Can no, you tell I, it? Yeah. Well, I put down uh, Romans ten nine on it, <laughs> and uh, it, it's a it's a biblical verse, and and uh, they thought it was room room one oh nine. So I guess that was a little bit of a uh, little little bit of a, a misnomer for that person. <laughs> like, all right. What's this guy trying to do? It's a, but, uh, that's it, a true it was story. A, it wasn't a room. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was a ref reference to a Bible verse. Uh, All right. Pretty funny stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a great story. All right, Tim Tuffle, uh, so great to have you here, and uh, enjoy the game tonight. All right, man, I appreciate it. Let's go Mets. <laughs>